Step right up, come on in. If you'd like to take the grand tour of the lonely house that once was home, sweet home. How is everybody doing? You just pressed play, and now you got two old guys on the back porch. You're welcome. I am Steve Scotch. She is Cat. Hey, hey, y'all. C A T, making everything click. Cat, what's happening? Hey, how y'all doing? We can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and Google Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. And today we're going to shout out um, a couple of towns. The first one is Lake Ridge, Virginia, Northern Virginia, home of the Workhouse Art Center. And another one really surprises Steve and I. Uh, it's the in Bel Air, California, home of the Fresh Prince, right there across from the Getty Museum near the 405. Yes, I know how to talk Californian. And we've also got uh, a big shout-out because Outlander's back after 22 months of waiting for the newest season. Giving y'all a big applause. Outlander. Not familiar. All right. Alcohol is the magic elixir that we like so much. We're going to do a tasting today, but we'll save that for later. We'll move right into the big reason we're here and today we're going to talk a, a little bit about the life of a comedian and wonder where where did that art form go stand-up comedy I, I guess it's still out there you just don't hear too much about it anymore at least not about the top comedians I don't even know who used that to be, would be back in the 70s they were like god she would go out and you would buy their albums they remember did. albums? They were a circle thing. You put it on your hi-fi and listen to it. I but, remember. Um, uh, I remember my mom took away my Steve Martin album. Took it away. I don't. I think he said pussy or something. I don't know what yeah. he said. Said some uh, kind of bad word, and mom yanked it. Richard but, Pryor. Richard Pryor was a big deal. They used to do recordings of it. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you live in a big city. New York, L.A., Chicago, Vegas, or something. The comedy clubs are probably. You know, still a big thing. Uh, out here, we got the funny bone, which you might have a funny bone in a town near you. I don't know. This one out here is in the shopping mall. Well, now they've they've added on with a separate thing that's a barcade because I guess the stand-up wasn't paying that much. Yeah, I don't know what's going on over there. There's little construction, but of course the coronavirus went ahead and took that thing down for what? Two years, probably. Right. Uh, they got signs up there, but it's been crickets over there for a while. Now, me and the wifey, we gave the funny bone a run. I don't know. How long ago was it? Years Five ago. Five years ago or so? Yeah. And it, it was okay. Little, uh, little piece of advice. Eat before you go. Uh, I don't know what the reviews are for that place. I didn't look it up. And I think it is a chain, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, they're all over the place, I guess. But 
I just remember like rubber chicken wings and the food was just it was kind of like a rush. Didn't it feel like everything was rushed? Like hurry up, like sit down, hurry up, me, hurry up, and whatever. And then and then we wanted drinks, and we got one. And then we sat there for like, can we get another drink? Yeah, the food and drink was, but but it was fun. I mean, I remember it was like a local guy got up there first. They gave him about twenty minutes, and then a lady got up there. I guess she was a warm up band, and then I don't even remember who the headliner was. You know. The, the funny bone out, out here really doesn't get any A-listers. It's more like, what, C-listers right. we get out here. I mean, every once in a while, there's a big a big name on the sign. but um, Like Jay Farrow, who is here from Virginia. He'll, write, he'll come through every once in a while. Who? He used to be on SNL. Yeah. He's from here? Yeah. Wow. Well, he's from, like, the beach, but, yeah, he's from Virginia. Is he kind of Pharrell? The no. rapper guy? No, he's not. Okay. Yeah. Right, sorry. Not everybody's kind of Pharrell down at Chesapeake. All right, moving on. All right, now <laughs> think about it. The life of a comedian, it's, it's kind of a rough life. On the road, bouncing from one gig to the next. You know, you got all day to do nothing. You know, then, then you get on stage do your hour or whatever it is, tell the same jokes that you told the night before, then, you know, back to the hotel room so you can go ahead and get up and, you know, the next day head to the next gig. I mean, that that life to me has got to get stale pretty quick. What do you think? Yeah, it's, you know, it's like different city, same situation, you know. Yeah. It's like Groundhog Day in a way. Yeah, I mean, Cat hit on it a few minutes ago. Like back in my day, you know, they would have comedy specials. Richard Pryor, Robin Williams. Eddie <coughs> Murphy. Eddie Murphy had one of the best ones. Remember yeah. like the leather, red leather uh, yeah. Michael Jackson suit from the 80s? I mean, those comedy shows were good. I mean, HBO will have, they'll have a special every now and again. But I don't even know who the people are. I mean, I'll sit there and give them like 30 minutes. And then if it's not hitting, I'm moving on. But Well, it, I don't know. Most of the ones lately that I've seen are usually now getting gigs on Netflix. That's where they're going. Oh. They're, you know, the ones okay. that you've heard of. Yeah. I don't know. The, the comedians I can list right now that I know that don't suck are Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, Sarah Silverman's pretty good. Jim Jeffries, he, he's a little bit of a dirty bastard. <clears throat> There's a guy named Anthony Jaselnik who came out years ago. He's a different cat. I kind of I dig that guy. He, he's, he's out there. Um, I guess... Ron White is is pretty good. I think he's still on the road. He came you mean out tater here. salad? Yeah, I think he was at the big <laughs> hall out here a couple years ago before the corona hit. But And speaking of Ron White, now, I guess it was early 2000s, you had the red, white, and blue comedy tour. Right. Do you remember that? Right. It was like the, the country bumpkin dudes. I got to take a sip. It's a little cold out here on the back porch today. Not complaining. The colder, the better. 
that it makes me feel like I have a cold. But anyway, the red, white, and blue comedy tour was Jeff Foxworthy, Bill Ingvall, Larry the Cable Guy, forgot about him, and Ron White. Maybe I forgot about him on purpose. But they had a pretty good run. That thing ran about five or six years, and they made piles of money. I mean, they, they must have made Big Bank because since that tour ended, I haven't really seen hide nor hair out of none of them cats. No. Except for Ron White. He's right. the only one I notice out there. And he's probably the funniest one out the batch anyway. <clears throat> and then in, was it 2000, The Kings of Comedy, which I guess was like a movie. I don't know. Did they tour yeah, they, that thing? Yeah, they filmed or, that thing. Okay. Uh, Steve Harvey, D.L. Hughley, Cedric the Entertainer, and Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac, what a I funny mean, guy. I tell you what, the Kings of Comedy, I thought it was great. Cedric the Entertainer was good. I mean, Bernie Mac, he killed on that thing. I mean, he he's the man. We kind of lost him way too early, too. Oh, yes, we did. That guy was funny. And you think about it, a lot of comedians have checked out way too early. The list goes on and on and on. Um, I didn't Google it or whatever. I just came through my, you know, John. I mean, the lifestyle, unless you're a monk or something, you know, late nights, probably not eating what you should. Yeah, it's not a healthy lifestyle. Look at Belushi. Oh, yeah. Was he a picture of health? Never. Um, A guy, two old guys on the back porch really liked was Mitch Hedberg. Uh, maybe many people out there might not know, especially the youngsters. Mitch Hedberg, look this guy up. He was out there. He had his own style of comedy. He died in an early age. Chris Farley, um, you know, it's sort of like the life of a rock star on the road, going from gig to gig, and they get caught up in the booze and the drugs, and then what? Things go off the rail, right? It's it's kind of a pattern. It's kind of sad, really, because we've lost a lot of talented people. But anyway, now back in my day, throw these names at you. Don Rickles. Oh, my gosh. Red Fox. Now see, none of these people were what we call politically correct now. They would last. Racist bombs everywhere. <laughs> George Carlin. Ronnie oh, Dangerfield. Oh, God, I loved Carlin. Ronnie Dangerfield. I mean, these old dudes... Like Kat said, politically incorrect, racist as hell, made fun of everything and everyone, and they did not care if they hurt your feelings or not. Oh, no. There was no care. And, you know, Don Rickles would, like, make a whole business out of embarrassing audience members. Right to their face. (laughs) That's what I liked about it. I mean, today, it's kind of the main reason we hit on the, the comedy thing today was the whole scene has changed. I mean, some comedians, not all, but they've had to change their approach to comedy because everybody's so freaking touchy now. Am I am I wrong? I mean, huh? back in the 70s, it was like saying things that, you know, polite society wouldn't allow to say. And now we've kind of gone back from doing, going to that edge because of the political correctness. It's, I don't know. I mean, a comedian, <clears throat> just say he's in, he's in Boston on Friday night, and he, he makes some joke about, whatever, baby seals or something. I, I don't care. Well, then, 
Going down to the Hobbit yard. Saturday night, he's in Philly, and there's protesters out there saying, oh, he's after the baby, killed baby seals. And it's like, dude just made a joke about a freaking baby seal. Next thing you know, but but that's how bad it's well, gotten. That, that, that's where it's and at. And some of the guys have been brought out by the Me Too movement, which I support my sisters all the way. You know, if it's a creep, it's a creep. Let right. everybody know. Right. I don't know. With all the increased sensitivity in the world, I, I don't know. The comedians are walking on eggshells wondering how to even come up with jokes, you know, that aren't going to hurt somebody's feelings. Back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, black comedians, they made fun of white people. White comedians, they made fun of black people. None of it was mean-spirited. You know, it was either funny or it wasn't funny. What was the joke you know, last night? It was something about how come you can still call it Cracker Barrel? <laughs> right, right. I don't know. Look, it, it, it's a good night out. You know, if, if me and the wifey, we tried to do different things, you know, you tired of like going to the same this and do the same. You know, when you have a night out, just try it. If there's a comedy club somewhere around... You know, our only advice is to eat first. That's right. Hope well, you get some drinks. Get your drink on before you get in there. Yeah, like I said, it, it's supposed to be a fun night out. No agendas, so everybody just relax, ease up, enjoy yourself. All right, today's one tough son of a bitch, and the winner is it is Dusty Rhodes. The American Dream. Born in Austin, Texas in 1945. Dusty died at the age of 69. Let's see. It, it, like a lot of wrestlers, if you don't know, Dusty Rhodes was a wrestler. Hello, wake up. Um, he tried baseball, football. A lot of those cats did, uh, did other sports and then kind of rolled into wrestling. <clears throat> in 1967 is when he... Uh, he stuck his toe in the wrestling pool and it worked. I mean, he had the charisma. That's one thing I remember. Back in my day, wrestling was pretty cool. We didn't have 500 channels to watch. So on the weekend, it would come on and I'd end up over my grandma's watching her yelling at the TV screen. And I didn't know what was up. And I started watching. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty funny. But Dusty Rhodes, he could work the mic. A lot of those wrestling cats back then, they weren't groomed and trained, you know, to, to run their run their mouth. There wasn't that great a physique either. Um, it was like a big fat slob. Some, I mean, I, I used to watch some of my paw forward. They weren't exactly the <clears throat> most. No, I don't know if you're specifically. Yeah, uh, Dusty Rhodes did not spend a lot of time in the gym. He He spent a lot of time. Maybe at the buffet. I mean, he wasn't that. <laughs> he wasn't that big, or or he, he, whatever. He was a re- that was the physique of a wrestler back then. Barrel guy, barrel right, ass. Right. There was nobody looked like the Rock or anything. Like I mean, he was a big dude. You didn't mess with him. No. I know that. Um, and like I said, what I noticed about him was he had a little. He had some. He could talk smack. And the funny thing was, he had a lisp. You know, and when he was when he was running you down and telling right, you to right. kick your ass, like Sylvester Sam, yeah. But I love <laughs> Dusty Rhodes. I, I thought he was awesome. I mean, fans loved him too. When he started, 
you know, you got to remember these dudes, they weren't in no airplanes. They didn't get flown around on their helicopters. They didn't even rent a freaking car. You know, they well, were in some nasty they, ass van trying to get from one gig to the next. There wasn't a big W.E.W. or whatever it was right. that we've got now. It's They were like local. And they looked like they were in some gym down there in North Carolina or right. a, a little studio. Right. And it was like a bunch. I remember being a bunch of stands. It was East Coast or whatever, and it'd be a bunch of stands in the That's back. That's all it was, Mid Atlantic. I mean, he spent Thanksgiving one time with Rufus R. Freight Train Jones. And if you don't know who Rufus R. Freight Train Jones is, you need to look him up too. You just don't was, know what you don't he know. He was a bad man too. And and they spent Thanksgiving in a soup kitchen oh, in God. Boston. <laughs> I mean, this is where this cat started. I mean, they stayed in cheap hotels. I mean, Dusty Rhodes <laughs> did it the hard way. No steroids, no gym. <clears throat> he did what he was born to do. And uh, Dusty Rhodes, he, he wrestled all the big dogs in his time. Harley Race, Ric Flair. He never said no. The show must go on. And that's why, Dusty Rhodes, you are one tough son of a bitch. <clears throat> All right, today, the cocktail of the week is the Fuzzy Navel. Let's see. Which, it got its name from fuzzy referring to the peach and the navel referring to the orange. And there's a bunch of variations of this thing. Fuzzy Russian, the hairy navel. I don't want anything to do with that one. Um, this is, this <laughs> was basically created back in 1984. Uh, to Cooper, is that my, am I saying that right? Released the peach schnapps. Well, that's when schnapps, yeah, peach schnapps came right. out in 1984. Right, bartenders had another friendly ingredient, orange juice. Yeah. Uh, I got a shot and a half of peach schnapps. Two shots of orange juice. No, see, I mine. This might be the reason why. Back in the 80s, I used to go to a thing when I was in college called Fancy Dress at Washington Lee. And I was someone's date. Right. And unfortunately, at the pre-party for the big Fancy Dress, I got drunk off of Fuzzy Navels. Wow. And I mean, and as Steve will testify over here, mm -hmm. I'm kind of a lightweight. I'm not That's really true. a... It didn't take much. Right. So. And well, my ingredients that I got from Ligar.com are three ounces of peach schnapps, three ounces of OJ. Okay, that's fine. I mean... That's pretty much the same. Right. Pour it, in, pour it in a shaker. Right. And, you know, this one's a shaker, so shake the shit out of it and uh, pour it over ice. Bam! Fuzzy navel. All right, cats made us one here. And... Uh, I know I've had this drink before. It could have been the 80s <laughs> since I had one. But anyway, I'll give it a rip. Oh, we get a straw, too. Are you supposed to drink it through the straw? You can drink a, it through the straw. It's a stirring stick. This, it, see, it, it goes as both. Okay. I'm, I'll give it a B. It, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, a little sweet. Um. A good back porch drink. It's a good back porch I, I drink. Say. I think it's like a more of a spring-summer concoction. That's usually when I, I would drink them, you know, a little I don't know how you got drunk C. off of it. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> it's peach snot. Yeah, but look over there at the bottle. It's like, 
high proof. Oh, it is? Yes, it is. So that's a different kind. That ain't that. That oh. isn't a groupers. It's... Oh, I got you. Anyway, you can get drunk. And trust me, my date was not happy. Right. But that's a way. And what was, what was the band he wanted? The producers? Yeah. Was that a band? Oh, yeah, they were oh he was all up What's into. He got. Anyway. I ain't got. Anyway, he was ticked at me. But anyway, but I was a good time. Let's just say. Anyway. <laughs> all right. I won't ask you anymore. All right. The fuzzy navel. Thank you, Kat. That was pretty good. All right. Today we were bumpered in. I can't believe this man, this legend, made it to the back porch. But he did George Jones. I, You're not going to find a bigger fan right here. Born in 1931 from Saratoga, Texas. The possum died in 2013 at age 81. Now, the fact that George Jones made it to 81 is pretty freaking <laughs> impressive because this dude... He was a hard... He was a hard nut. He did everything his way. Um, I called him the possum. He had a couple nicknames. Mainly, No Show Jones was one that, that he uh, unfortunately lived up to that. The greatest country singer ever. There's no discussion... Yeah, there, there. No disrespect to George Strait, Hank Williams, not, not. But George Jones, to me, is the man. He's to me is the man. Was the man started recording in 1954. Just to name a couple songs, if you know George, you know these. A Good Year for the Roses, The Grand Tour, He Stopped Loving Her Today, White Lightning, Where Grass Won't Grow. I mean, these are just some of the greatest country songs in the history of country music. And again, listen to the words. I mean, these songs will hit you right in the gut. Where grass won't grow, I love that song. You know, he sings about being poor. Uh, they're living on a piece of dirt where nothing will grow. Finds a girl, and then, of course, she dies. And they bury her, and flowers pop up over grave. If that ain't country, I don't know what is. It's pretty this, country. You know, and the song changes key twice. It starts in D, then it goes to D sharp, and then it goes to E. And I mean, these losers are musician the, talking people. These punks on the radio today with their hair all flipped up in the air and their stupid skinny jeans, they, they can't even sing in one key. And speaking of hair now, back in my day, the possum, he rocked a flat top. I mean, you, you could put a cup and saucer on his head, and then that thing wouldn't move. It looked like a motor grader smoothed that thing out. And also, back in my day, my dad had an A-track player. If you don't know what an A-track player is, look it up. Look it up. Anyway, I was a little kid. The parents are partying. They want some music, so whatever. I'd be the DJ. And uh, heavy doses of George Jones, Waylon Jennings, pretty much all night. And let's not forget, George Jones and Tammy Wynette had a good run. Well, sort of. Maybe not in the marriage department, but <laughs> definitely in making some classic country music. Golden Ring, Two Story House, just a lot of great songs. And uh, if there's one thing that goes well with listening to George Jones, 
that would be alcohol. And George himself, he he enjoyed a big drink. He uh, I think I think he was professional at some point. Big fan of the booze. Got arrested drunk driving a lawnmower. You know, Tammy had told him he'd had enough. She hid the keys. George is like, screw it. I'll just jump on the John Deere and head on <laughs> down the road. But uh, that didn't go too well. But anyway, George Jones, again, greatest country singer ever, hands down. All right. We want to thank everybody for listening. And we will see you all down the road. See ya. have nothing here to sell you. Just some things that I will tell you Some things I know will chill you To the bone